of Jesus' death, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. What does the tearing of the curtain in the temple mean? How many days did Jesus appear to people after his resurrection? And how many people at once saw him after the resurrection? We spend a lot of time before Easter learning about the suffering and death of Jesus for our sins. But do we know as much about what Jesus did after he rose bodily from the dead? Some years ago, I prepared a resurrection quiz. Today, we'll talk about the days after his resurrection and why Family Shield Ministries wants to equip individuals and their families to know, grow, and go for Christ. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and host for today's program. So I pulled out the Family Shield Resurrection Quiz this week, and there are just numerous questions. I have it in two formats, one where I just send out the questions with the Bible verses that answer them. But today I'm going to read the question and then also the Bible verse that answers those questions, make a few comments along the way. And then I want to talk a little bit more about Family Shield Ministries, what we're doing beyond this radio program, and how you can help. So the first question, why did the curtain tear in two in the temple at the moment of Jesus' death? And what does that mean for us? Now, it really isn't about the resurrection, but I I wanted to start with that because a lot of times we miss that. The Bible says that the curtain in the temple tore in two and uh, other things happened at the moment of Jesus' death. But really what it means for us is we no longer need a priest as the intermediator for us. We can go directly to God now, and he hears us. And it's important because in the Old Testament, there always had to be the priest uh, confessing the sins for the people. We can do that ourselves today. So that means a lot, and it's because Jesus was the Messiah, the Savior of the world. It was a massive and important event. Uh, Second question, how many days did Jesus appear to people after his resurrection? And that's uh, shared several times, but in Acts 1-3 it says, To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days. And speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Now, if you've been listening, it's just been a few days since Easter. People are getting back to uh, the normal activities of the church and of their life. And they talk about the resurrection as if it was it happened and then the next day he went to heaven. But he was on earth appearing at various times to various people for 40 days. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But I love this verse because it also says, and he spoke of the things concerning the kingdom of God. So those believers in Jesus, the disciples, the apostles, the women, they probably learned a lot during those 40 days that aren't even written down. The next question, did Jesus eat food after he rose from the dead? From Luke 24, 41 to 43, it says, And while they were telling these things, he himself stood in their midst. But they were startled and frightened and thought they were seeing a ghost. And he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, 
that it is I myself, touch me and see. For a spirit or ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they could still not believe it for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of boiled fish, and he took it and ate it before them. Now that always surprises people. They don't realize that Jesus ate food after the resurrection. He was raised bodily. No one else has been raised bodily. We die and we know our souls go to heaven. But this was a glorified body. And uh, there's many different things about being in his glorified body than those of us that have a loved one die and we know the soul lives on. It's important that we understand some of these things. The next question, does it seem he could appear and disappear at will after his resurrection? And there are numerous verses, John 20, 19, John 20, 26, and Luke 24, 31. And why do you think he could do this? Let me read the verses first and then talk briefly about that. When therefore it was evening and on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And after eight days again, his, appear, his disciples were inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came and the doors having been shut, shut and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. He then said to Thomas, Reach here your hand and reach here your finger and see my hands and reach here your hand and put it into my side and be not unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, have you believed? Blessed are those who did not see and yet believe. And that listeners, is you and me, because we did not see this miracle of the resurrection and his body. And we did not, like Thomas, get to touch his hands and his side. But because of the words, we believe. And so either Jesus could walk through walls or he could appear and disappear at will. I don't know which it is because the Bible doesn't tell us everything. But he obviously did appear at times to his disciples, and at other times he wasn't there. And sometimes, as it said, the doors were locked, and all of a sudden he was there. So that glorified body can either appear and disappear at will, or it can walk through walls, and I don't know which that is. What was the largest number of people who saw Jesus after he rose from the dead? This is from 1 Corinthians 15, 6. And that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as if were to one untimely born, he appeared to me also. So 500 people, brethren, saw Jesus at one time. Now, how many people go to your church? If you have a church of maybe 500 people, you know that's a lot. And that is why the disciples and the apostles and the believers and the women turned the world upside down because they literally believed that Jesus, who had been dead, was raised from the dead bodily. 
Now, in today's world, most Christians do not believe that, but that is what the Bible teaches. We believe what God's Word says, and there is so much that we need to know about it. So I would encourage you a little bit later, I'm going to tell you how you can get a copy of this resurrection quiz. We can send it with just the questions in the Bible verses, and I encourage families just to take one question an evening, look it up together and discuss it if your children are old enough to discuss some of these issues. And if it's just a couple, it would be a great little devotion every day. Lots to talk about. Did anyone touch him after he rose? Now, I had already read some of these verses uh, before about Thomas touching him, but um, in John 20, 27 and John twenty seventeen, Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb and she beheld two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, her, woman, why are you crying? And she said to them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around and beheld Jesus standing there, but did not know that it was Jesus. He said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabbi, which means teacher. Jesus then said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. Then Mary Magdalene came, announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And he had said these things to her. And then, of course, also the story, I just read it earlier, of Thomas. The first time Jesus appeared, Thomas wasn't there. And he said, I won't believe unless I can touch his, uh, the, the nails in his hand and his side. And Jesus somehow knew what he had said because the, the next time when Thomas was there, uh, Jesus says, reach here your finger, see my hands, reach here your hand, put it in my side and be not unbelieving but believing. And he was. Uh, Question seven, why do you think people didn't recognize him immediately? There's numerous verses, Luke 24, 16, uh, and the verse that I just read about Mary. I think Jesus didn't want them to recognize him immediately. But also you need to remember that they had seen him suffer and die. He had been beat. He was probably swelled up. He didn't look anything in death like he had looked as a man, but now in his resurrected body, he was healed. And behold, two of them, disciples, were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were conversing with each other about all the things that had taken place. And it came about that while they were conversing and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him, this verse says. So again, at first, many of them didn't recognize him. And I think, uh, according to that verse, at first, Jesus didn't want them to. When it was the right time, he uh, said something or did something that made them realize, this is Jesus. He really did uh, raise himself from the dead. 
List some of the people who the Bible says saw him after the resurrection. Now, again, Luke 24, 18, John 20, 17, um, many people, many times, but uh, just a couple that I have down. Cleopas, one of the two disciples, as they walked to Emmaus, Mary Magdalene and John 20, uh, the apostles, John and Peter, who ran to the tomb when the women came to tell them that he had uh, been raised from the dead, Thomas, and this changed every person that saw him from fear to proclamation. I I think it's why the disciples and the women and the apostles were able to turn the world upside down for Christ. They weren't mediocre Christians. They had seen the Lord, and the resurrection is so important. So it's kind of sad today that so many Christians— don't really believe. They believe that he died for their sins often, but they don't really believe he was raised from the dead. And yet that is what the Bible tells us. What were the last words that the Bible records Jesus spoke before his ascension? Now, there are numerous places it talks about the ascension. The Great Commission, we know it pretty well, but the 11 disciples proceeded to Galilee because he kept telling every all his disciples, Go and meet me in Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. And in a service that I went to on Easter, the pastor said Galilee was the place that people went that showed that there was more than just the Jewish people, that it was all people. And when they saw him, it says they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. And in Mark 16, 15, we have another story about that. And in Acts 1, 6 to 10, they uh, say to him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he says, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has sent by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the world. And as they were looking at him, they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them, men of Galilee. Why do you stand here looking into the sky, this same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Why is the resurrection of Christ important to your faith? And why is it important that Christ rose bodily from the dead? I'll just let you ponder those questions. Uh, I have a couple other questions on my uh, list. How does our baptism unite us to Christ's resurrection? From Romans 6, 3, you can look that up. And what do other Bible verses say about the resurrection? There's really a lot in God's word about the resurrection. But I want to transition now and uh, just, well, first of all, mention again that this quiz is available. If you would like to get a copy of it, we can send it through email. All you need to do is let us know you'd like it. I think it'd be a great little Bible study for families or for a church Bible study group. You can email us at witness to family at gmail.com and we'll email that to you. 
Again, we can send it with just the questions in the Bible verses, and we also have the questions with the Bible verses uh, typed out, which I think a lot of times is easier when we're doing a Bible study. So Family Shield Ministries is a recognized service organization of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate. It coordinates several educational and outreach ministries, including this weekly Family Shield radio program that is aired on 53 stations throughout the United States. Our programs are available on our archive page on the website, www.familyshieldministries.com. Family Shield is self-supporting and self-governing. That means the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate does not support us. We raise all of our own funds. Most of the funds come from individuals and families, our churches. So um, in our recent support letter that we uh, sent, it mentions that our fiscal year ends June 30th, and we're about $20,000 behind. These funds must be raised in the next uh, two months. We encourage your support as well. Please remember that although the gospel is free, and thank God for that, radio airtime is not. A gift of any amount is needed and we and very welcome. Thank you for your prayers for us. If you pray, even if you can't give, if you would just say a prayer and ask the Lord to touch the hearts of those people that could support this ministry. And then just consider a gift, any amount, $10, 20, 25, 50, or even $100. Again, Family Shield is self-supporting and uh, most of the supporters are uh, individuals, are families. Uh, we don't get large gifts. Most of them are small gifts, and we appreciate your prayers and support. I want to share a little bit more about Family Shield Ministries. We, If you listen to the radio program, you know our radio ministry, but we do more, and sometimes people are not aware of that. Our mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ grow in his word, and strengthen individuals and their families. Before that mission statement, we had a mission statement that said, Family Shield Ministries helps individuals know, grow, and go for Christ. And I still like that mission statement as well. Uh, We just tried to clarify it. We want people to know Christ. We want them to grow in his word, and we want them to go for Christ. And that doesn't just mean sharing the message of the gospel, but also serving in the community. Uh, And we also like to share what our name means. It's based on uh, Ephesians 6.16 that says, take up the shield of faith. So uh, that is in the midst of uh, Ephesians 6.10-18. It's all about spiritual warfare, and families are certainly under attack today. Wouldn't you agree? Here's uh, some statistics Family Shield produced and broadcast 52 new half-hour radio programs on 53 radio stations last year. Our follow-up services answered calls, emails, uh, took prayer requests, and responded to 325 unchurched people and 6,025 Christians. These are people that are calling us asking for resources or more information. The Family Shield radio program is heard by 800,000 people throughout the United States. The ministry prayed for and with 232 people last year. The radio programs are added to our archive page and saved on our Facebook page. Many educational programs that equip Christians to serve and witness are also presented during the year to churches and church groups. 
Over 125 volunteers served us during the past year. 65 of them are students from the Southview Special School District that assemble our bulk mailing. We want to shout out and thank all those Southview Special School students and those wonderful teachers that help us. Family Shield has recommended links on our website, 132 websites that link you to other ministries and help us serve you by connecting you to needed resources. And in those websites, there are 11 different categories. So there's a lot of opportunity for you to get connected. Uh, Our ministries, programs, and services, I've already talked about them a little bit. You know the radio ministry, so I don't need to talk much about that. But we also, as I mentioned, do the educational programs. Uh, We promote and produce resources. We connect people to resources. We have a very strong prayer ministry, and we'd love to take a prayer request from you. Uh, Our evangelism and family ministry, equipping Christians to serve and witness our counter-cult ministry. We communicate in numerous ways, especially I want to let you know about our email newsletter. You can sign up on the website at www.familyshieldministries.com, and you can uh, put your email in there on our homepage, or you can just send it to us at uh, witness2family at gmail.com, and we'll do it for you. It's easy to get off if you don't like it. It will give you the upcoming radio programs and guests, special events we have, devotionals. It's a free email newsletter, so we like our listeners to be aware of it. I want to share just a little bit about some of the people that we touch through the ministry, some of those 6,000 people that contact us. Carla called after hearing a Family Shield program. She said, I was flipping through the radio dial dial when I heard you talking about the five love languages. I want to submit my name to see if I can receive that complimentary book. As we spoke to her, we asked, where do you fellowship? Do you have a home congregation? Oh, she said, I haven't been to church since my mother died 15 years ago. I was raised Catholic, but just haven't been attending church anymore. We shared additional information about our ministry and were able to talk to her about the creator of the universe and savior of the world. As we continued to visit, we explained that God's word tells us not to forsake assembling together and ask if she'd be open for us to refer her to a local congregation. She said yes. Carla asked numerous questions and was interested in learning more about Jesus. As we ended the conversation, we told her we would be praying for her and her family. We encouraged her to continue listening to the radio program and call us again. She said she would. We sent her Christian resources that will help her learn more and the names of several congregations near her home. Please join us in praying for Carla. We have so many other stories to share. Um, one was just a, a something that a pastor wrote. Um, he said, a member of my congregation's wife became involved in Wicca, that's witchcraft. Family Shield ministry experts spent time with this Christian husband, he was a member of this church, and offered him valuable resources to help him grow in his knowledge of Wicca and how to respond and witness to his wife. Pastor Chuck said, I for one, one am thankful for this ministry. Uh, that family had three young sons that were being influenced by a mother that was involved in Wicca. 
So we, we do have resources, and we help connect people to resources. And, uh, Sarah said, I listened to your program with the Farmer Mormon recently. I always thought Mormons were just another Christian denomination. I never knew they were against wearing crosses and didn't believe in the Christ of the Bible or the Trinity. Thank you for helping me learn about their teachings. I feel I am now better equipped to share my faith with them in a loving way. And again, that was written by Sarah. I want to let you know that in uh, the fall, October 13th, Family Shield has invited Adams Road Ministry to come to St. Louis to perform a concert and share their testimony. These are all ex-Mormons. There will be no cost for the event that will be held at Concordia Lutheran Church in Kirkwood, Missouri. But uh, we do encourage you, if you live in the metro area, to plan on joining us. There will be a free will donation. And uh, we're looking forward to promoting that throughout the St. Louis area. We have room for about 800 people at that church, Concordia Lutheran Church in Kirkwood. And uh, we want just to let you know we'll be advertising that more, mostly through our print resources. Uh, Another message from one of our supporters. Thank you for sharing so many suggestions for outreach and service. I heard you speak about visiting area businesses and asking them for prayer requests as a congregational outreach opportunity. Our outreach ministry took this idea and began visiting local businesses near our congregation. Enclosed are 40 prayer requests that we have received from those we visited. Please join us in praying for these people. We often go back and ask how things are going to show we care. Your ministry is touching more people than you realize. And that's from Jerry. He's from Minnesota. uh, And uh, just one of the many ways that our ministry is reaching beyond the walls of the church. I love it when I hear stories like that. Uh, We got an email from a Girl Scout leader. I have it in front of me, but I'm going to shorten it. Uh, She had connected to our uh, recommended links And she was having someone come to speak to the girls about drugs and just wanted to thank us for the recommended links and tell us about another link that she thought we might be interested in. And we were. Uh, Bernie uh, emailed us recently to tell us he had heard the program that we had done on when drugs hit home and how much he appreciated it. He has a son that is involved in drugs and Again, a lot of what we're sharing is helping people to help their own families. I encourage you to pray for us and to support us as the Lord leads you. Would you just pray and ask the Lord if Family Shield is a ministry you might be able to support? Uh, A small or large gift, a $5, $10, $20, or $25 gift would be wonderful. Send donations to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 23. 0015 St. Louis, Missouri 63123 or go to our website www.familyshieldministries.com Thank you so much for listening to Family Shield. Uh, We uh, are blessed to serve you and uh, we appreciate your prayers. Listen next time. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.